I was hoping maybe you would start the show because I usually start the show. Oh, sure. But I, I was just letting you hang on that silence. <laughs> How dare you? <clears throat> well, guys. I mean, I, I can start it in a very particular way. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the places right back. <laughs> the land where everything gets ordered from a phone and you pay too much for it. Will's really excited because uh, we've got a soundboard now, officially, one that's tapped into our little recorder here. Uh, not just you sticking the, speaker, into... the speaker up to the microphone and going for it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that's as a consequence of things to come later, folks. We're working on a remote setup so we can have guests on. Ah, uh-huh. Uh, you know what I realized... Okay. The other day, looking at our episodes, this mm-hmm. is the longest string in a row where we've never had a guest. And I think it's starting to affect the numbers a little bit. Well, social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's it's the most unfortunate consequence of coronavirus. <laughs> yes, this is the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Green and Lewis episode, whatever. <laughs> Quarantine day uh, 10. Episode... It's, you know how, like, in certain video games, they'd be like, this is document number, and it would just be all symbols? Yes, yeah. We're in, we're in that. A series of runes, perhaps, triangles, squares. You're, like, trying to read the, like, Zelda-like script, and you're like, I don't know. I don't speak that. I was thinking Jet Force Gemini, but yeah. Oh, they had the weird things, too, where totally. it was like... I should dig back into that game now that I'm on a gaming kick. It's a good one. Do you know how to play it? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh. Was I that little doggo? Kicking ass and taking names. Oh, uh, Lupus. Y- you bet your ass. Yeah, I don't remember the other characters' names, but for some reason, Doggo sticks out in my mind. Pinky and Bluey, because they had pink hair and blue hair. Yeah, yeah, they were just like anime people, both like elf noses. Uh huh. That was weird. Well, that's a great way to start. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm having flashbacks. I'm <laughs> yeah, just like, you, huh? The robot has stalled on Shut me, up. and we are two minutes and twenty three seconds into this now. I just woke up from my depression nap. Thank you very much. Oh, Let man. me have it. Yeah, I I think this is going to be a bad one anyway. So fuck it, because I'm I'm through the oh this is a fun vacation phase to now I'm grieving, grieving for the loss of our dear sweet world. <laughs> oh, well. We got dolphins in the canals of Venice. Oh, yeah. We got no smog over Seattle or China. Oh, yeah. What does Captain America say in uh, Endgame? I saw a pot of whales coming up the Hudson today. Also, whales won't fit in the Hudson. <laughs> yes, they would. Whales would fit in the Hudson River. Hudson's not that deep. Yes, it is. A pod of whales? Are they killer whales? I bet it, the Hudson, they first of all, first of all, the Hudson is that deep, at least for the part that goes by New York. How else do ships go through there? I don't know. Ships aren't that deep. Yeah, but you need a lot of deep water because you don't want to beach a ship, man. But pod of whales. Yeah, you know a whole big pod. A whale, you know how big a whale is? It depends what kind of whale you're talking about. Are blue whales going up and down the no, Hudson? No, blue whales don't even live around here. Sorry, my fucking headphones again. Mm. Did you order two headphones with your ba- your big batch? Uh, No, okay, good, we're back. Uh, I ordered a pair for you. Oh. Because now, especially, see, this soundboard arrangement is a little unusual. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because normally the producer of the show would have control of the soundboard so that they could hear it and do appropriate cues. Uh huh. But you're just in the dark, so to speak. Yeah. You're, you're but in, also, the, in the deaf. I'm in the deaf, but I'm also in full control over the, the ding-dongs and the what's-its and the hoo-hahs. Yeah, in a certain way, it's, it's going to be torture for me. Uh-huh. I don't know if the listeners are going to understand what we're talking about. I, I There's only one pair of headphones in the Green and Lewis studio, and I By choice. wear them. 
By uh, Will doesn't like to wear the headphones. But now he's going to have to because Ugh. I'm not going to If I want be, my toy. Yeah, I'm not going to be tortured over here by you queuing up the prices right in my ear whenever you want. <laughs> I got Family Feud on there too. Oh, that's good. For for bad hot takes, I can just keep like... Ooh, are there any Jeopardy sounds available? Like the doo-doo for the, like, for the quiet yes, time when we're not yes, talking? Yes, exactly. I can probably get that for Don't you. Don't do it right now. Well, I'm just... Yeah. You asked. God... But anyway, yeah, guys, this is the, this is the depression phase of social isolation times. Mm. Will's napping at seven after getting up at two. I got up at eleven thirty. I just stayed in bed. Uh huh. Is that typical for you? Bed. You like to stay in bed like an hour for a couple an hours, hour, hour and a half, maybe two, three hours. Three hours is pushing it. Two hours sometimes. <laughs> you know, I get my like, you know, like. Eh, let me grab my phone and read some phone. I think the listeners should let us know what they think about this because I don't think it counts as being awake and getting up until you get out of your bed. What about reading the paper in bed? Mm, I don't know. You're not reading the paper. You're looking at your phone. Yeah. I'm on Instagram and then I take a, a little new stroll. Yeah, I don't think that counts as being awake. Mm, well. I think awakeness means you've gotten on your feet for the first time. I don't think so. Oh, Okay. I mean, that's that is getting up. Being, now, wait a minute. Being awake and getting up are two different things. You can be awake for two hours, but you're not up. Oh, I see. Okay, I so would, I'll be know, like, I'll wake hmm. up at eleven, but I won't be up. You know what? I I unfortunately have to cede that point to you. I think you are correct. That is a nice distinction, mm-hmm. but I don't like the duration. That oh, you, too much. Yeah, that you have between one thing and the other. I don't think that's healthy. Well. I'm gonna Perhaps I'm referring to the start of the day. I think that's what I mean. So you've oh. awakened, you've gotten up, and now your day has begun. Mm. I like to do all three of those things in short back, succession. Back, 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 and yes. then go back to like basically just sitting. Well, in this case, yes. I mean, don't denigrate my activities. I'm busy. I have StarCraft to play. Oh, you abandon your cities That's now? my new thing. Yeah, I got bored of SimCity, man. Frankly, I got too good at it. Like everything wow. in my life. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let yeah, me, it turned out. It turned I gotta out. I got my soundboard ready to be like. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, the whole reason for having your phone screen unlocked is. So that... <laughs> Jesus, this yes. Is... This was a mistake, <laughs> guys. I'm gonna have to take this away from him. No, it's my toy. Okay. Uh-uh. No, see, the thing is with SimCity that I realized after three or four days of playing it and doing nothing else that. I'm not in fourth grade anymore, Yeah. so this game isn't hard. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know how economy and travel works? I basically figured out the general pattern of it, yeah, and then it was sort of impossible to lose. No tornado could take me down. No UFO attack. Hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have Godzilla in that. It just has... No, it never had Godzilla. I don't know what you're referring the to. The old one had Godzilla. Really? Did yeah. you Now, did you play the old one on PC or did you play it on Super Nintendo? I only ever Both? played it on Super Nintendo. Both. Both. I had both. No, I had I had the disc. Oh, okay. So you played it on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you know, you know, send a kaiju to come fuck up your city if they were being bad. I wonder why they took that away. That's way cooler than aliens. Godzilla is trademark property. Oh yeah, but it could just be a general kaiju, or they could have gotten in touch with Guillermo del Toro and gotten Pacific Rim branded kaiju's. I mean, that's a pitch. You could. Pitch. That would be pretty cool. Gypsy Danger comes in and saves your SimCity. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps Cherno Alpha. Those are the worst <laughs> fictional names in the entire fucking world. 
Because I don't know who those people are. Uh, Gypsy Danger sounds like a prostitute at a motel inn. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Gypsy Danger. You want to go for a ride? Oh. And you're like, ma'am, no, please. No, I don't. No, no, I'm not mind melding with you because mm, I'm going to mm-hmm. get chlamydia. Yeah, I don't know. Gypsy Danger is like a stripper name. I don't think it's as dirty as you're making it out to be. I don't know why also. This is not a podcast where we denigrate women and sex workers. So Listen. our listeners will make you answer for that one, I think. Cancel me. I have nowhere yeah. else to go. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, you know what? I haven't thought about that in a couple of days. Pe- are people still getting canceled out there? Because like, know. what's the big deal now? I mean, society is falling apart. Are you really going to cancel somebody for saying the N-word? We're te- we're technically all canceled right now. Oh, okay. So the just, world is canceled. Right. Okay. Um, so what does that mean linguistically, though? Is everything back on the table? Are we talking soft A, hard R? What are we doing here? <sighs> this is not come town, so you need to slow your <laughs> fucking roll, please. Thank you. Much like we're that other Brooklyn podcast, you know, like you know, like the other white meat. Mm, mm-hmm. We are the pork of Brooklyn podcasting. Oh, it's I definitely don't know. not. I true. don't think so. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we? Maybe like pork rinds. I mean, we both like fatty foods. That actually tracks. My brain feels pretty fried right now. Mm-hmm. I was. What's even like a third tier? A third tier snack or a third tier meat? Meat. I mean, there's pink slime. Are we like the Taco Bell ground beef? Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think that's only going to be funny to us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny for um, me, so it's great. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, we're delicious occasionally, but then you sober up and it really reminds you why you don't like it anymore. Well, it's like you want to have like a 10-piece. Yeah. But then you realize like, ooh, only with barbecue sauce, otherwise it's bad. And sometimes we're a little dry. That's true. Yeah. You know. Ooh. And the twenty piece, just ooh, no, thank you. I don't know. For some reason, I just started thinking about this podcast being wet. <laughs> like I don't even know what that is. I can't Barbecue even conceptually sauce. model that for myself. How is a podcast wet? But that idea grossed me out. This podcast is so wet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, no, 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 no. I'm no. loopy. Yeah. Um, I thought like you know, oh, there's. There's more like brain work that you can do when you're not like talking to people all day, and I'm like, no. No. No, that's a crazy result of all this, right? I'm not being productive at all. Oh, my brain stopped working. Like, I wonder if anybody out there is able to do anything useful, because I just can't. I'm overwhelmed. I don't even want to read the news or anything. I mean, I gessoed today. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you're still able to go to your studio. I can't go to mine anymore. Why? Is the building locked down? No, but that building is uh, owned and managed by Hasids, as I'm sure I've mentioned on here before, and... I, I, look, I'm not trying to do a bit. They straight up are not observing this quarantine at all. Plus, there was lots of business getting handled. Yeah, yeah. Back well, docks. Exactly. So there's people smoking cigarettes out in the hallway still. They're all just running around. It's like, it skews me out a little bit. I'm like, I don't think I should be around anymore. There's too many people. That's a yeah. lot of people. No, it's business as usual over on Park and Nostrand. Mm-hmm. Well... You might want to edit that out. That sounded a little... Hmm. What? It sounded a little anti-Semitic? It's yeah. just the truth. I'm sorry I if mean... they... <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna cancel you uh, <laughs> from the soundboard, please. No, I mean, seriously. That's why I don't want to go there. Oh. I'm not joking around. It's like... You want to go... You can always go, like, 
to I, my rooftop. You I mean, I guess hang out on the rooftop. I don't know. You really shouldn't even be leaving either. Like, I don't know. I leave. I go to my car. My car takes me to my studio. Yeah, I guess so. And then I just go into my room. Right. Or I go onto the rooftop and have one sole cigarette going, ah, the sun. Yeah, have you been smoking cigarettes? I was going to ask you that yes. before. A lot. One a day. One a day. Are two, you sure? One about or two. That? Yeah, okay. Sometimes it's two. Because I keep noticing. You're like. The, yes, I keep noticing the odor of like someone's dirty uncle. <laughs> like. Occasionally. Yeah, right before this podcast started, I smelled the, the, the smell because you got your boxed wine together. Oh, I didn't have a cigarette though. Well, but I can smell it on you. It's it sticks now. What? Cigarette smell sticks. Oh, cause so I had... if you smoked at any point during the day, when you start to mix that with alcohol, there's a familiar ting of nostalgia that makes me nervous. I'm about to be molested. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> no, because I didn't even wear that jacket when I had a cigarette earlier. Well, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I think you smell like cigarettes all the time now. No, I smell like dryer sheet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. We Did really I gotta... go outside and there were people smoking, hanging out stoop side? Yes. So I might have picked up some a waft because I did go out there and I was like, mm. no, it's not good. But I'm like, well, just let's just, if the world's burning, might as well. Just get it on both ends. Get like one, one classic in and then, you know. USB stick the rest of it. Yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, you're not the only one to start smoking during this crisis. What? Yeah. Oh. I'm not going to name any names, but it's been known to happen. And also, um, you know, I posted a picture the other day of my drawer full of jewel pods, my my several hundred dollar stash. Oh, God. Yeah. And I got two responses about people that quit jewel. And I'm like, oh, man, is that the next phase? Yeah. Is that what you're supposed to do? Is yeah. have the jewel for a while and then have nothing? Uh-huh. One of these people is quitting during the pandemic. Oh, that's terrible. Which idea. I feel like is awful timing. Or it's fine. And the other person had quit just prior too. Again, could be fine. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. These people are going to be bonkers very soon. Yeah, definitely. When you start getting itchy and you can't go anywhere, no, you're done. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. I got to tell you, man, I'm not feeling very good about this episode. <laughs> I feel like this is a mulligan already. <sighs> well, because there's nothing to talk about. I know. I'm having a really hard time like trying to come up with anything interesting. Other than apparently we're all supposed to go to work before Easter. Who says? Our orange dictator. Oh, okay. The orange Cheeto man. The orange Cheeto man. Yeah. Yeah. As I like to call him, God Emperor. <sighs> Again, I can't. Uh, <laughs> the only sound effect I'm going to use the entire thing is just no I disagree um, yeah no actually we can talk about this for a second because I do have thoughts on this mm-hmm. I, it is a little alarming with the little news that I've been getting yeah the the normalization that's creeping in of well we can't let the economy suffer too much so unfortunately some people are going to have to die I mean no one's saying the quiet part loud quite yet Oh no, there were. But it is getting to that level. I mean, even Cuomo. Like it's, it's a bi- like we're not doing that. Yeah, it's a bipartisan thing at this point. Yeah. Especially for New York, which is unfortunate for us cuz I think a lot of other states will remain on lockdown whether Trump says whatever. But Cuomo has made it pretty clear that he's like, "Yeah, we can't let this go on forever. Maybe we'll give you another week or two, but after that, young people, you're going oh, back." Oh, like it's a sliding scale? Yeah, like they'll quarantine nursing homes and stuff, but like it doesn't matter. If they decide to do that, like what they're basically saying is we have to save whatever's left of the economy 
at any expense. Oh, the market went up today tremendously. Did it really? Like shot up to 23. Well, I wonder if it was based on Trump S- saying everyone's going to be back by Easter I, or I, whatever. whatever. Who knows? It yeah. doesn't it doesn't really matter. It'll all be shit. It'll still shit the bed by Friday. I don't really care. Yeah, it's, you know, it's up and down, but like I don't know, but my point is it's really worrying me that the you know, the discourse out there seems to be already normalizing like, well, there's not much we can do at this point. No more quarantine. Just fucking Just... let some people die and we'll deal with it. Uh... And the hospitals are like, no, 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 no. We can't do that. We cannot. No, we can't. No, well, yeah, you. they're kind of just saying like, well, we'll just let the hospitals get overrun and whoever dies, dies. Like, you know, everyone's been making, for good reason, making such a big deal out of like the tragedy in Italy of not being able to give people over a certain age ventilators. That hasn't even happened here yet. And they're yeah. already saying like, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, we're not even going to try to avoid that. Like that is the plan. Wasn't that the same like cadre of talking heads that were like the death panels are coming yes it's the exact same people and they're like yeah death panels. But now we're it's like just yeah, death happen. panels are fine but you know i don't know it worries me again that it's like both sides of the aisle are doing this I... there seems to be no consideration for morality here or human life at all and you know frankly i don't know why i'm even acting surprised because at this point mm. you know i was reading some of that stuff today Watched this thing with Cuomo, and I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, that actually is exactly what everyone should have predicted would happen, which is, we don't really care about you, actually. Mm. Uh, well, we knew that already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, we were talking with uh, old friend Julie the other night, and she seemed to gesture towards some kind of optimism about the whole thing, about like, oh, maybe this is a moment where... You know, everyone will come together and we'll get universal health care out of it or we'll get this or that out of it. And not, I've been hearing that a lot, especially not, not from no. the older set. Whereas my attitude is like, yeah, no. Nothing in my life gives me any faith at all that the right thing will be done or that there will be a silver lining, lining to any of this. Well, the weird part is I'm, what when I hear it from people who are older, who especially lived in New York in the 80s, I'm like... Remember that other plague that nothing happened about? Oh, yeah. Nothing happened about it. Remember that? Until it started happening to Ronald Reagan's friends. Reagan's friend and a white child in the middle of... Where was that kid? Was it Kevin's Law? Norman's Law? I don't know. Yeah. Stevie's Law? Whatever the fuck. And it's like, okay. Like, what what small white blonde child has to die? (laughs) Allergies. I don't have the COVID. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem with all of this. Ooh. Oh boy, here it comes. It was the- Take us down. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> no, I was in. I went to my studio. It was very dusty. It was a dusty land. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh oh, oh no, I'm getting itchy in here. I gotta go. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about all of this is because it doesn't affect children. There's no like quote innocent face to put on it. Yeah. You know, very few, if any, children will die of it. So, you know, and. In a country where, like, there's mass shootings all the time at elementary schools. And that's a lot. That of, doesn't even yeah, work. that doesn't work. So it doesn't, you know, it's not going to help. And I think the huh. o- the older set of people, baby, baby boomers and, like, the cusp of that generation, they just have no concept of how bad things can be because they hit the sweet spot, you know. Their entire lives were glorious and they have no conception that it could possibly end. Mm. that it could possibly get worse like you know they're the protagonists of reality i'm stealing that from chapo but it's like basically i agree with that like they think of themselves as the center of 
the known universe. It's like a medieval ideology. Well, where there's a dome surrounding all boomers that, you know, the world can't possibly get any worse. The fiefdom of, of boomers yeah. and we're all just like the peasants going, oh, thank you. Yeah. And unf- and weirdly enough, they're the ones that are going to fucking die from this. And I don't think they have their, mm. their heads on straight about it. Oh, I don't know. Like, I think for any change to happen, I don't know. Like, already people in the Senate have it. Amy Klobuchar's husband has it? Yeah, Amy Klobuchar's husband. I mean, you know. Husband. So, ooh, why, you think he's a beard? Oh, one hondo. Oh, yeah, she's definitely like a Minnesota bulldike. That never even occurred to me. Excuse me? But it's so obvious now. <laughs> Duh, bitch. That should be the light, p- <laughs> the light bulb going off. Um, it. I also saw like a picture of him, and I was like, oh, oh. I see what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I understand now. I had never seen a picture of him before, and I have to say that he was not what I was expecting. He looked a lot more effete and doughy. Yeah, than I would have imagined. He was like he definitely looks like the sub in that relationship. He looks one way or like another. um, Kellyanne Conway's husband. Ooh, I don't know what her husband looks like. Oh, big old bald bear man. Okay. I could, you know, see, I could see Kellyanne Conway having one of those gay Republicans mm-hmm. that, like, like they a lampoon on Parks yeah. and Rec, where, yeah. like, he's very uh, fey yeah. and, like, even has the gay accent or whatever. That works. Yeah. That yeah. tracks. But she doesn't, huh? She just has a doughy boy. Who? Kellyanne Conway. Oh, I think he's a doughy, a doughy bear, but a doughy bear man. Doughy bear man. But like an unhairy version, so I don't know what those are called. Cue balls, seals, ew, otter, <laughs> walrus. <laughs> just has a must- is a walrus, just a just, mustache yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sink my tusks into you there. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. Well. Snot blows out of my nose. Oh God. Okay. Ah, all better, all clear, all refreshed. Oh, okay. I have my box wine in my cup. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we're at, folks. Yeah. Let me just do this to myself. Hold on. Just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to that. <laughs> Things get oh, dire. Oh boy. Things get dire, and if you're like, just deliver it once. Okay, get the Tito's. And you know what? Just give me a box of wine. You know what? Sure. Fuck me up right there. Oh, man. You know what I was doing today while Will wasn't home, while Will was being a bad boy and breaking quarantine? Uh, I decided to become a connoisseur of classical music, and I listened to Mozart radio for a couple of hours. Yeah. And I was really enjoying my fantasy until you so rudely came home. I walked into a fucking no Bombach. I was picturing Epilogue. myself in my Viennese chateau, you know, uh-huh. out there in Bavaria, mm-hmm. all my gilded furniture. Where? Well, in my mind palace. Oh, in your, okay, in your mind And palace. I was sitting okay. in my drawing room, enjoying, staring out the window, thinking about conquering Europe and getting it in my iron grip. Ew. And then you came home and reminded me that my life would be so much better if you weren't here sucking all the air out of it. Oh, my God. Wow. Rude. <laughs> Hold on. That's just, that's, that's the shade rattle right there. Um, 
no, I literally came home. I was like, what is this? And I'm like, and then just it literally the shoulder up of I'm drawing and looking at something. Everyone knows this who went to art school. We all know that shoulder up of like, oh, yes, I am drawing uh-huh. what is in front of me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, classical music. I was like, what NPR fucking nightmare did I walk into <laughs> on this goddamn day? Well, I'm telling you, man, I'm just getting bored and I'm just experimenting. I do have to say, though, that, you know, it's a similar sensation. Listening to Mozart and staring out the window and drawing is a very similar thing to playing video games. It is. How so? You don't have to think mm-hmm. at all, but the drawing is much more life-affirming. The drawing and listening to music is a much better activity like for your soul. You know, you're still just not doing anything. Yeah. And you're, you know, you know, you're not being productive. You're not like thinking, but it doesn't also feel like you're dying. <laughs> so... Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. You know, Fair. But, you know but the the downside of the life-affirming activity relative to the video games, which is the not life-affirming, the life-sucking activity, mm-hmm. is that it doesn't give you the same serotonin hit. You know, it's more like a steady high while you're drawing. But if you just play some StarCraft, you're getting like candy shoved in your eyes the whole time. Yeah. It feels really good. It is like doing drugs. I don't think about it. And then you get to the end of one StarCraft game and you're like, well, uh, now what do I do? I guess I better play another one. Got it. Okay. You know what I mean? Where I the, do. That is not the feeling. So, you know, I'm trying to just draw out here, like, what I'm imagining a lot of people are experiencing. Like, this is true boredom. Oh, yeah. And combined with the the terror of not even having the option to leave. You know, this isn't a day where you're hungover and, and you're just, just like, deciding uh, yeah. to waste it. Like, I can deal with playing video games all day on a day like that. But 10 days in, and I'm like, well, you know, unless Cuomo sends us all back to work in two days. Uh <laughs> we're in this for a lot longer than that and i'm starting to worry i'm like okay i gotta pass through the drug addicted starcraft phase and move on to like this is the new normal uh and like how can i like live a pleasant and engaged life like this Mm -hmm. i mean it's also because the things that we do on for leisure on a given day are usually other people's bored things True. So, like, I would like to read, but I'm also like, I'll save that for the last thing. It's the last thing I'll go to. Are you sure you're not just procrastinating? Well, I'm asking you that genuinely. Well, probably, but, you know. Yeah. No, but truly, if I if I get to... Because once that starts, that's a real quick train to be on. Because I don't like, oh, let me just do a chapter and then put the book down. I run trains on books. And <laughs> then they're just done. And I'm like, okay, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I did. Like, I set up my studio while I was there just was like okay I lined the wall with the blanks and then like you know shuffled it just because I was like I can't look at a wall blank it's too scary and I was like okay let's uh let's go to work here on this day and it's like well they're not yeah we've yet. talked about this before you like to do your production in bursts yes which it relates to the same you know COVID isolation problem where like yeah you kind of you don't want to shoot your shot I I am worried that I'm like, oh, I could just do a lot in like two days. Right. And then I'm like, where do we go from here now? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then you're in the existential dread of now you don't even have options. Yeah. Well, the one thing I was going to do, I was going to take that Getty painting and like unstretch it and then somehow go to Home Depot and like 
get pink foam to wrap it around. So that way it's my like work on it when I feel like painting. But sure. then I have the stretcher back. Yeah. Because I have like, you know, two little plates. Right. What are they called? D plates? Mending plates? No. They're like the... Huh. Uh, like a are... Z bar or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have two of those. Just like, oh, I want to work on that. Oh, whoop. Cool. Sorry, I got bored while you were talking. I know. And decided to stop listening. Uh, <sighs> we had a nice thread going there, but then you got bogged down in the technical details of what Z bar is called. <laughs> yeah. Well, what what we were talking about though was the the larger point was that you like to do your productivity in bursts, and I and I'm realizing that like I d- really do rely on routine a lot, mm-hmm. like whether it's going to work or going to studio after work. Like I live a pretty rigid life now that I think about it. Yes, it never it never occurred to me that that was the case while I was living my normal life. Mm-hmm. It just was that way, you know. And you just sort of hit the the notes and the pattern continues, right? And so I, I feel like I had a pretty continuous dialogue with myself, like stream of consciousness. I had a pretty seamless dialogue in the studio with my friends, you know? But like, it, man, without that regularity, uh, I just feel like I've been living the same day over and over. Oh, Groundhog's Day style? Yeah, and it's, and it's so mind-numbingly similar in the end that, I don't know. I can't function like that. That's what I mean. That's what I was saying when when I'm like trying, I got to figure out whether it's fucking listening to Mozart and fantasizing about being Hitler or whatever. I, you know, I need to figure out a way to establish that same pattern in my life now. That's all well and good, except for that one thing, which we're going to just right now. Um, No, that that's true. Do you feel like it's just been one long day and you just go to sleep for a while and then you wake up and it's just the same thing. And then, because nothing really changes no. in the world other than like people getting sick and then bad things on news and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, you're you're right. It doesn't feel like a Groundhog Day so much as a, it's the same day. It's the world's long, it's like Groundhog's week. And now it's it's been 400 hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you realize like, you know, there's a kind of a cliche in like mythological things or in sci-fi that like immortality would be a real curse. Well, yeah. I'm starting to realize what that means in the course of this conversation. Like, yeah, like, you know, at a certain point you've explored the whole world and the whole world in this case is like a 500 square foot apartment. Uh-huh. And there's nothing left to find in here nope. that I haven't already done or seen. Yep. And it is making life like pretty meaningless. That's a that is uh, like the fourth season of The Good Place. What's what's the joy of eternal life in paradise? Because that's boring, right? It's only paradise because it ends. Yes, you you get to value your time, right? But if you're just like ooh, endless Oreo cookie milkshakes, shooting out of a fountain all day long, that could get boring. Sure, yeah, like, and you turn stupid. You know, it relates to the difficulty in even having this conversation, right? Because there's been no narrative arc to anything. No. Literally outside is the same as it was 10 days ago, except for the increasing number of cases. But you don't have, like, you know, real material evidence of that. You can read about it, but I don't see it in my life. Mm -hmm. So outside world is the same as it has always been, Mm -hmm. you know, minus the people. Yeah. Inside world is the same as it's always been. Like, there's there's no drama to it. So you're 
you're a messy bitch who lives for drama is what you're telling everyone <laughs> well yeah yeah i am admitting that but i also think that's true of everybody. everyone yeah you know and it, it does make it really difficult and i don't think for me that like texts and phone calls function the same way no i can't uh i can't connect over those formats i'm sure i've discussed that on here before if only because i feel like it makes you know romantic life in our current times really difficult like if you're not into texting mm. you're gonna be in trouble and i'm not into texting are you on hinge trying to hook up with ladies no not, not, not right now i did see a hilarious post from a friend though that was just like trolling on hinge of like um what are you doing on this app right now is it a good idea to make out with strangers during an epidemic <sighs> hinge keeps doing these push things where it's like we think you and this person might be a match and i'm like for when bitch do you do you think that the dating apps are suffering right now or do you think that their traffic may have ticked up i don't know there i've seen two articles let me explain yeah first article the cut needs to assess its life because it's like well corona's here time to start taking nudes and i was like excuse me what the fuck uh, like, I am all for this, by the way. You're going to have to forward me this article so that I can promote it further. Well, I hit my article limit, so no. Um, and the second one was like a Vox thing that was like, I opened Grindr while on lockdown. Here's what I found. And I'm like, oh, this is all bad. And people were like, come on over. Let's jack off six feet away from each other. I'm like, I hate. <laughs> Cancel everybody. Just like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like no stupid idiot people yeah that's crazy you know what feels the most dystopian about what you just said the fact that articles like that are still being written you know what i mean people are working from home and they're scraping the bottle bottom of the barrel too they're just like we don't know like we haven't left speaking of bottom of the barrel i mean like we are bottom of the barrel no audience podcasters struggling to get through a conversation mm -hmm. so it's okay if we talk about it but if Vox is writing articles about like what Tinder is like right now, who cares? People, I don't. Mm. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I I get that their business has to continue and that their business is clickbaity bullshit like that. But oh my god! Like someone again. I think it's again. It's just like okay. So everybody has those people have been working from home for a full month, right? Media people, they were like, no, no, Scoochie's out of here. Everybody get out. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while for them, so they're fully losing their minds. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's only been a week for me. Tomorrow's a week. Oh, God. Speaking of more negativity, I did see a lot of comments on my uh, perennially favorite community, r slash collapse. Okay. About people whose employers have already started doing the thing that I was worried about from the jump, which was management and office slash admin people get to work from home and be quarantined mm -hmm. and everybody else comes in and shows up who's doing this y you know i don't know it's just reddit comments man so i don't know where they work but it's yeah. like you could imagine that situation in a number of businesses in your business for example you have to show up yes and everybody that works at big office building doesn't show up i mean probably you know same with me yeah and like it's terrifying to me that Again, it's all about this like normalizing of that kind of calculus where yeah. people are just like, well, if we just introduce the idea slowly enough that it doesn't really matter that there's a pandemic right now mm. and mm. we just isolate some people and not other people, people will just get used to the sky high death rates. And it's, you know what? That is going to happen. Uh, I, mm, 
I think that will be so distasteful to people that it's like, uh, no, absolutely not. Well, well, it does beg a lot of ethical questions. I've been turning this over in my head because, like, I had a conference call with work today, you mm-hmm. know, and there was no real news. It was just a check-in, like, you're going to do with your employees. Yeah. But it did get me thinking, like, sooner rather than later, business owners are going to make the call that this has to end. Otherwise, the business ends, and therefore their whole life, mm. as far as they're concerned, right? Yeah. And what happens if there is still like basically a nationwide shutdown and your employer asks you to come? Do you not go and get fired? Not even, you know, mm. back to the unemployment conversation from the last episode. Like, do you get fired over this in the middle of all this or what? And And I honestly think like the moral imperative is that you should not go to work. Oh, I think... Even if asked, you should not go. Oh, I think I would go... The relationship that I have with the people above me is pretty tight. Yeah. I would literally go, are you fucking joking? And they'd be like, y- can you? And I'm like, you know, I think I got to use some vacation. I'll let you know in a week if I feel like it. Well, yeah, okay. I get I get that. That is a nice hedge. And, and but then just the, don't call me. But like, at the same the time. Is, don't talk to me. <laughs> But at the same time, like, you are paying the cost of having to use your own vacation on this now. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. You well, know what I mean? Like, so that's just fine. just cough into the phone, just be like, <laughs> I feel bad. Well, right. quarantine some more. But I don't know. In the long run, like, you are going to have to confront it. Like, there's no way, there's think, no way around yeah. that dilemma. And it makes me really wonder if employers would fire good employees. I think the answer is probably yes. Mm. Um. But I don't know. I think a lot of us are going to have to cross that bridge pretty soon. And the scary thing is, especially because this disease doesn't affect young-ish people, yeah. most people will just go to work because they're afraid of losing their jobs. Well, they're just afraid of... Every, all the young people are just worried shitless about like paying for stuff. Yeah, of course, as they should be. Yeah. But, but my point is that it eliminates any potential solidarity Yeah. if even 51% of people go to work out of fear. Well, there were 530... 530,000 applications for unemployment like in the past two days in New York state you're saying yes yeah yeah I know I'm it's like, overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cuomo wants health and human services people to volunteer their time which one of our friends was like oh no bitch oh no 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 you have to give us hazard pay actually well, yeah, and I mean, it's incredible that the people that are already the most taxed by this situation are, are being asked to asked volunteer, to volunteer yeah. on their off time. What the fuck is wrong with you? Which, I don't know, I do think, like, hazard pay becomes, that is now on the table for workers. If you're just like, you're asking me to do this. Because even people who, like, work at Whole Foods, like, oh, we got a $2 raise. They're like, that's insane. That's still not good enough. Yeah. Like, no. Just no. And then it's just like, well, are you going to go out and find more workers who are probably sick, potentially, who are just desperate because they're like, I just need some monies. And then <clears throat> like, right. Uh, no, because then you're going to run into this thing of people will go to be interviewed for these jobs. Yeah. And then they show up a little puffy, a little sneezy, a little itchy, and then they're not going to be hired. And you know what that actually leaves you open to? Lawsuit if you don't hire them. Because you can't discriminate based on illness or pre-existing conditions in uh-huh. the unfortunate term. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? You can't You can't hire that person. It's a public health risk. Well, and, and the thing is, like, these, you know, these businesses will try and do all of that. 
And what happens if still nobody's buying anything, which is still going to be which the is case? Be the like case, you yeah. can run your businesses, but with high unemployment, and even setting that aside, just under the quarantine conditions for everybody else, people still aren't going to like participate in the economy. Yeah. So that's what's terrifying to me about the signals that are being sent out right now is like, well, we're going to try to start up the economy, put a bunch of people at risk, and it's not going to work because people still ain't going to be shopping. And then all those companies are going to spend more money paying labor. Yeah. To do nothing, which labor loves. Labor loves to do nothing, except when we're actually doing nothing because then we're bored. Well, you know, it's the what I'm trying to get at is that there's a real... um there's a real catch 22 element to this that like you can go ahead and suffer the casualties and try to jumpstart your economy and it probably won't work. It's still going to cost these businesses a tremendous amount of money. They'll still take a loss, maybe a smaller loss Yeah. or you can shut the economy down and everybody takes a total loss. Yeah. Or option three, which is what I mean by catch 22. They're not even considering this option three is start nationalizing industries and like, you know, what, Yes. Well, that's a bad idea. No, you you know, what has been proven by the countries that have dealt best with this so far have a more centralized system of government than we have. Mm. And that's the only way. That's the only way forward from this is you have to accept that there's a certain like large scale centralized planning that you need to do for an economy. Otherwise, you can't weather disasters like this. That is a huge signal to the future generally that that's the way Ooh, forward. You're doing Bernie hands. Yeah. <laughs> for the you know the like weird like what looks like uh uh hands were just uh employed but i mean what what will happen if that is even broached is that there will be people who are like what about states rats well and you're like you are stupid. Well, Shut again, up. Will, I'll tell you I'll tell you this has already happened. We had a democrat from Colorado accuse Trump of being a socialist for proposing, you know, giving people cash payments and things to help weather this. A democrat from Colorado. Yeah. The land where you can grow mushrooms yes. to sell. Yeah. What the fuck even is Colorado? Well, but yeah, I mean th- this is the thing is like <clears throat> again it's like it's it's bipartisan at this point that you know, both the left and the right, the quote left in this country and the right in this country have decided that like oh no 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 no, we're not ever even going to gesture towards the kind of centralization that this makes obvious. Mm. And so, you know, I don't know, just to be me and be bleak about it, like, what hope do any of us have? I mean, you know, I I can't even imagine how, you know, I feel bad now, I feel hollowed out right now because I'm bored, Mm. but how hollowed out am I going to feel when I'm forced to go to work every day and then come home to a quarantine-style situation? You know, yeah. like I'll be exposing people while I'm out in the world. But when I come home, I still won't be able to go and do anything because nothing will still be open. Yeah. Like that is our future. They're basically saying, get locked in your pods, slaves. It's time to watch a bunch of you die <sighs> while you still get things done. Isn't that, isn't that Blade Runner? Yeah. I, I've said it a million times on this podcast that like, well, you know, even in Blade Runner, there was you could still go out in public, for God's sake. Yeah. I don't even know what this is like. It's so much more banal and boring. Is it like Wally, where we're all just strapped to our like hover chairs with TV and snacks? Basically, but at least Wally was like a fun cruise ship through the stars. Like, oh. yes, it is Wally, but you're still stuck in your roach infested fucking bedsty apartment for your entire <laughs> life. Like, it's it's horrible. It's a it's a really horrible thought, and I'm and I'm 
not able to like work myself into the kind of optimism we were talking about earlier with Julie or whatever. Like yeah. people are writing about this. Like there was, there's been Zizek. He's been writing a lot. I like Zizek. Um, and he's been cautiously optimistic about like the potential for like what I said about central planning before that. Yeah. Like he, he calls it communism just to be, just to be, him. just to be edgy. And yeah. he, you know, he's using it in a technically correct sense, but like, basically that's what he means is like this is an opportunity for the entire world to say like okay if we're going to be a globalized society you can't let markets dictate the globe yeah it's too complicated and it fucks everything up so if you want these markets and you want globalization you do have to centrally plan at least parts of that and i have no hope that the united states will participate in that i think other countries will probably wise up and start to do that as they have um but yeah the united states is not going to do that i mean Britain's not going to rejoin the EU over this because they're, again, like I said yesterday, stubborn bastards. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, like, well, the, the role of the UN looks like after. I mean, the, the UN is... the is UN a, doing anything the, right now? The UN's no. a purely symbolic institution at this point. It hasn't been relevant since, like, the Korean War. I mean, really. Yeah, I'm like... They, uh, they, they can do humanitarian aid and stuff, but at this point, I think most countries are, are doing, like, basically fend for yourself style policy yeah there was a story a couple days ago i'm gonna probably mix the countries up but i know that um there was a shipment of some critical medical supply uh bound for italy Mm -hmm. that was stopped somewhere in eastern europe let's just say the czech republic i don't really know it was somewhere there Mm -hmm. and it got to the czech republic and they realized that they were sending masks or something to italy and they were like well wait a minute the virus is breaking out here we're just going to keep them here what yeah no. So things like that are starting to happen, you know. So speaking of the European Union, it'll probably dissolve too. Like, I don't know. I just said a minute ago that like maybe other countries will make moves for like some sort of yeah. positive globalization. Actually, never mind, no. We're all fucked at no matter where you live. Sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh yeah, that's gonna be a Oh no It's <laughs> gonna be uh Mr. Bill from me. Good Q A uh, plus. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I don't know, like, yeah, Italy's a strange case. I don't know. Well, forget about forget about Italy. What I'm curious about, Will, is like from your perspective, and I mean y- literally you personally. Yeah. What are you What are you thinking right now? What do you think about the future? Like, uh, I mean, ugh. I feel like what Starcraft is for me is what sleeping and staying in bed is for you. <laughs> Like this crack cocaine of non-existence yeah. that just like keeps you from pondering these type of issues. But genuinely, I, I feel like I rarely in life or on the show ever really hear like, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, well, it's pretty bleak because there's lots of things that could already happen. Like, you know, we have, what do we have? We have mortgage waiving, but no rent waiving. Right. That's a terrible idea. It's... What day is it? The twenty something. So yeah, we're everyone, coming up to the end of the month here. Yeah, um, and there's a bill like that is in the New York New York State Senate floor that's like, do you support like rent freezes for everyone and com- small commercial spaces? And it's like, sure, let me do my virtual. I I agree. This is a good idea. Whatever. Um, that won't pass because no one gives a shit. Right. Let's be real. Um, it, you know. You make fun of moving to one of the Dakotas and living in a yurt. And I'm like, wow, 
I figure out how to do that actually like should I learn how to code or something because like right. I don't have any useful skills other yeah. than labor so like maybe I should find a skill or something that like you can work from home or work remotely from wherever the fuck because like I feel like cities will either do one of two things cities will either become great cleaner bastions and this is something that New York will learn is that we actually have to be like like Shanghai or something and not be a disgusting pit of shit right like we actually have to work on building codes and uh sanitation and how we treat the homeless or we're just gonna rot and yeah it's gonna be the 70s but real bad right like because it'll still be it because it doesn't have the benefit of being cheap right well y- y- this is interesting actually because y- you know with the first part of your statement you're verging on that like boomerish optimism where it's like well maybe we could learn our lesson i think we can safely I don't know. We will not. Between you and I, yeah. We will not We will not do that. So no. the other choice is rot. Now, it's interesting to bring up the 70s, and I think your point about it not being cheap is what's interesting. That's why I'm always like hammering the Blade Runner future. Is that like the situation now is just vastly different. Like there hasn't been this flight from the city. So I think cities will stay dense and also rot, which is a much scarier proposition. You know, because think about how bad New York was in the 70s when it was vacant for all intents and purposes compared to now. Yeah. Um, You'll have similar slum conditions and just like conditions of architectural deterioration and social safety net deterioration, but it will stay just as dense. So if you can imagine like what crime will be like in that kind of situation, like literal stratification of like Hudson Yards is basically like the fortress of wealth basically like an area where fat american tourists get off their cruise ship in the dominican republic like it's just fenced in with men with machine guns mm-hmm. and then everywhere outside of that is like hudson yards is sandals yes exactly is like an anarchic hell zone i think you'll see a lot of that in cities and people won't be able to leave like back to the idea of then it's judge dread yeah well it'll be like dread yeah dread's probably more accurate but I think there'll be even less infrastructure <laughs> Ooh, for anyone that's, that's seen Dread. Oh. And then you imagine that. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so back to the idea of like, I make fun of the idea of like moving to Idaho or whatever. What I make, what I'm making fun of is the fantasy because that actually is a good idea. And I, at this point I'm on board with that. The only problem is how nobody has the resources no has to actually yeah. do that. To go shit. and I purchase shit. land somewhere. I have shitty credit. I can't buy anything. Yeah, no. Plus, I can't make the salary that I make anywhere but here. So again, this is why, like, do I need to learn another skill? Like some kind of goddamn skill that makes money that is not, again, dependent on... This is the hand gesture of moving things from shelves to other shelves. Like, Yeah, something non-physical. I mean, it's become kind of a meme to say, like, learn to code or whatever. But there's a reason that that's so prevalent. Like... I've thought the same thing. Like, I don't know. Like, do I actually have to teach myself Photoshop to graphic design? Ugh. Right. And that's 700 people who are all failed painters going, I'll just graphic design. Totally, totally. <clears throat> you want a website built? I don't know how to code that good. Like, it's... Yeah. Well, and, the, and and I think, like, one of, one of the more sinister things about the learn-to-code situation, let's call it, because that, cause that ultimately will be the jobs that remain and the jobs that are available yeah. in the in the medium to so, long-term so future. Low-paying. Well, can be. It, can be. It, it will become low-paying. Right now, it's not because it hasn't been AI'd away. 
but it will very soon and then it will become you know minimum wage work yeah but the situation that i think we're gonna all live through and live into is that think about the lack of resources again that also means you're not able to retire but guess what you can do from a chair or a hospital bed as an 82 year old millennial that never got to retire is code and so i think we're so you can just keep working and never yeah retire. i think yeah. we're gonna i think we're gonna live into a future where working becomes l- lower impact so that you can do it forever <gasps> yeah i don't want to do that I mean, there was already talk of this. I forget what city it was, but it was um, it was a local sort of ordinance, not a federal or state thing mm-hmm. yet. But it was a major city somewhere in the Midwest. I want to say Chicago, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. That said, like, um, well, our retirement homes are running low on funds and Meals on Wheels can't prepare enough to feed the population. So what if we gave them like low impact like cutting coupon style tasks that they could earn like a prison wage from like a few cents per coupon that they clipped you gonna put some old arthritic hands to work cutting coupons y- yeah or whatever you know i'm kind of, i'm making this up because i'm misremembering but what some it kind of low some low impact job and they were like well we can just pay them like a super low amount like 50 cents an hour to do this and then they can buy their food with that oh no that is heinous and this was a couple years ago so like this has already been started Who is so fucking wicked that is like you know what grandma can make us some money she can earn her keep yeah well it's this it's the exact same people Ugh. that are like well mm, two million deaths fine that's, that's just payroll. what we're gonna have to do yeah oh see i kind of giggled because there was i don't know what magazine it was but they had like a cover story that was like you know you know about the fire process uh no it's like retire before you're 35 oh yes like I it's do just know what saving and saving and yep. saving and i was like well that shit's out the window right now so you might want to change that cover story real quick because everyone's gonna look at that and be like nah uh-uh what the, you know also that is so twi- like that's a twisted idea the the fire thing to me was yes is is very twisted it was always a really crazy idea because it it was this insidious thing of like basically forego your entire youth just forget about it don't have one don't have any of the like crazy and irresponsible and irrational decisions or experiences that are the entire value of youth of youth yeah just don't do that and then you'll get to be middle-aged and and retired and it's like why would you want to accelerate the process of retirement like I get the necessity of retirement when you literally are not physically able to work, yeah. but it's sort of that Mad Men idea where uh, Bert's explaining to Roger that like, you know, yeah, you could cash out and retire, but you go right in the ground. Yeah, Will's pointing to the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, retirement is not a desirable thing, you, you know, and and I think this is borne out probably in your life. I know it is in mine for people that have retired. Like, they don't feel like productive members of society, and that has a psychological drain. Mm-hmm. Not dissimilar to what we were talking about earlier with this COVID thing. Like, yeah. I know I'm going through that a little bit, like struggling to figure out how to be meaningful. Yeah. yeah, that will, if it doesn't kill you, you're walking dead. Yeah. And My, so I never understood why you would want to do that at 35. I don't, That's insane. We can just travel. It's like, well, you didn't like do any of the hard things that you could have when you were young, like get a master's degree or have a kid because no one none of these people have kids 
And I'm like, well, do you want one now that you're thinking about everything else besides being a penny-pinching bastard? Yeah, probably not. God, well, I'm dying. Um, mm-hmm. Like, my favorite employee was a guy who retired but still, like, comes back to work because he's like, it's fun for me. I don't know. It's really fucking easy, and I have a good time. I'm like, cool. I don't have well, to do anything to be like, keep working. He's like, yeah, I just want to do it. I'm like, all right, go ahead. I mean, based on what we were saying before about, like, my situation and realizing that I rely on, like, a regular schedule and, like, a pretty regimented lifestyle, like, it's hard for me to picture sitting here today, but I could very well imagine myself being a retiree that does the same thing just because it helps to, like, yeah. have a certain pattern. This is why retirees do that thing. They still wake up at, like, ass crack of yeah, dawn. Yeah, four in the morning. They go get a coffee somewhere. Like, yeah. there was a story where this, like, retiree, like, this 70-year-old goes in and, like, refills the coffee at a Seven Eleven and restocks yeah. for them because he's like, I just want to move around in the morning. I'm like... So you got to get up and like go get your coffee and then like, you know, do some picking up so you can take your morning BM, bro. Like that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, right. You could just go for a jog. I don't know. But like I see that for like, elderly, you know, like that's why like the, it's the thing where like artists don't retire. Yeah. Because it's like, no, you just what are you going to do? Just be like, well, I'm done with this. Put the brushes down. We're fine. Well, and the artists that don't drink and drug themselves to death, and even some of them that do, end up living a really long time. Like, Picasso was like 91. Oh, yeah. He smoking was a cigarettes yeah. all day. Jasper Johns is still alive and doesn't have COVID, as far as I know. Well, I he's mean, been living in isolation. Yeah, that's true. He's been living in isolation since 1961. <laughs> <laughs> a little later than that, but, you know... Um, you know, if you have like grounds in Connecticut, yeah, you sure. could live forever. Shit. Well, you know, it ta- it takes a lot of resources and a lot of mental effort to establish your own pattern from the ground up. You know, um, I'm not good at that. I'm realizing, like, mm. I, it, it it takes society to structure me. Yeah, and on my own, I I'm just like Odo from Deep Space Nine. I just like turn into a, a bucket of liquid at the end of every day. And then maybe I reform in the morning, but I just turn into a bucket of liquid and play some StarCraft. And then maybe I reform and like have a conversation with you for an hour, and then I turn into a bucket of liquid again. Like I, I don't, I don't have uh, an innate ability to structure myself. I have to work on it really hard, and all of the parts of it that I do enjoy, like the intellectual parts of it, yeah, I, I, I would rather fit those into a pre-existing framework yeah. than do it all myself. I don't know. I can kind of do it. It's just on a very late schedule. Like, I don't mind getting up at 11 and going to, going to studio at 4. Right, right. And if I, like, wasn't, like, you know, panicky about, like, oh, shit, I have to go pick up a delivery or, like, whatever, you know, I could do a studio from 4 to midnight and be like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, my whole life, like, my internal life schedule is just that. It's just, we just do things later. Yeah, yeah. So it's like kind of a, you know, an imposition for the rest of life to be like, we're doing it at six. I'm like, in the morning. Right. All right. Like, it's not fun. Well, that's a much healthier way to be because, like, you might also just turn into a bucket of liquid periodically. Yeah. But you're just sort of comfortable with that. And you're like, oh, I'll turn into a bucket of liquid from four to midnight today. Yeah. And maybe I'll do it from one to six tomorrow. And, like, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, oh, 
you know, what you're making me realize is that it's all just a mental block. Because yeah. what I'm going through is like, oh, I go to the studio from either one to eight on days off mm. or from six to nine on days on. Yeah. And now that I don't have days on or off, I'm like, I don't go to studio ever all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. A That's UFO yeah. attack imaginary civilization. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're gonna need a. Yeah, we're gonna need a that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I might need a refill on on my, on my beverage then. Well, if we have to take a break, then maybe we should just cut it off because well, it's not. A, we could just not talk and then cut it. Okay. And then just yeah. You wanna you wanna intro the break with a drop. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I just got this text message while we were on our little, on our little hiatus there. Yeah. Uh, this is from fan favorite Ron. Oh boy. Uh, it's really heartwarming, actually. I think it'll be a nice way to go out after our after our bleak conversation. Uh, he says, "Hey, son, you hanging in there? You're in one of the worst states for Corona. Hopefully, Brooklyn is a tiny bit safer." Grandma and Grandpa are a little concerned. Uh, said they are keeping you in their prayers daily. Hope all is okay. Love you. Oh, Ron. So Ron's out there. He's propping everybody up. He's driving his Camaro around, breaking quarantine. <laughs> but <laughs> top down. <laughs> Just to- like- oh, top down for sure. <laughs> How are the babes supposed to see you if the top's up? You know. Ugh. <laughs> Ron, I hate to break it to you, but there are no babes in Northeast Ohio. Well, there's solid sixes. That tracks. (laughs) I mean, driving around Maspeth and Bushwick with everything down is very much like driving in East Cleveland because you're like, I saw one pedestrian walking around. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. Go go home, white man. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Who are you? You have COVID. Go away. I miss that um, suspicion of people walking around because people from major cities might not realize that, like, if you live in a Rust Belt town, if someone is walking, that means that they can't drive. Yeah. Uh more than likely. Yeah. Or that they're up to something nefarious, but Yeah. If they can't drive, there's a reason why. And yes, I used to be incredibly suspicious of pedestrians, especially in zones where there wasn't much activity. Yeah, yeah this was a dude like walking down like a weird side street and I was like, "What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. No one's supposed to be here." That that's the outro song if you can look that up. No one's supposed to be here. Nobody's supposed to be here. By who? I don't remember, but you'll find it. It's very. It's one of those gay songs. Um, and yes, I did just do the hand gesture. Mm-hmm. The micro- In front of the microwave is what I was gonna say. Oh jeez. No, I. Yeah, I did a, a phone call with home. And I was like, "You good? You feeling okay?" I'm like, "Going insane." But what else is new? <laughs> yeah yeah no i know i don't know how to describe the feeling to people you know what i mean yeah because everybody's going through the same thing in their own way too that's what's yeah. so weird about it like this experience is bizarrely collective but very apart but incredibly subjective yeah it's it's really strange that you can have solidarity with complete diversity i mean in, yeah, a, in a certain of, yeah. sense that you know that's maybe my um 
as opposed to the boomer optimism, maybe that's my millennial optimism is it's more about the atmosphere and the sentiment and less about the material circumstances. Mm. Cause I think the material circumstances are going to suck, but that is kind of the dream, right? Of our generation is like, everyone has their own individual experience, but you're in this together. Why is that good? It's all bad. No, it's, it's, the it's through it is bad. The circumstances of it are incredibly bad. Yeah. That's what I just said, oh, okay. which is like, you know, yes, our material reality is going to suck. And this subjective experience is going to be one defined by suffering. Huh. But uh, it's interesting that we're all in it together, kind of. None of us yeah. chose this, you know. No. Um, our generation is just getting, you know, ground up in the gears of history right now. Yeah, I don't know. How, how is this going to get written is the real question I have. Is like, okay, this group of people, they were born in the 80s, early 90s. You know, 2008 happens, but before that, they, they lived through school shootings and, you know, what are, what are those things? Uh, hate crimes. And then, uh, you know, then they couldn't get jobs because of recession but then they were poor, so we were mad at them. And then they didn't have kids. And then uh, just get, throw a pandemic in there for shits and giggles, which then causes another recession. Yeah. It's like, well, ooh. you know, the historiography of this moment is going to be really interesting because only the survivors are going to write it, which is which is always the case historically, right? Winners write the history, yes. Of course. But the thing is, there's no opposition this time in a coherent way that will be able to offer an alternative reality. So let me get, let me give you a historical example. Like in World War II, you know, Americans are propagandized to look at that one way. Like we fought this glorious war, we went and saved Europe and we kicked the Japanese's ass and we did it, you know? And then we instituted the Marshall Plan and it was all great forever after, right? America fuck yeah. That's the American tale of World War II, but like at least you had the strong presence of the Soviet Union. You need a big bad. Well, they weren't even the big bad in that story, but they had another side to the story. And the big bad in that story, you know, Germany, Italy, and Japan, they also offered like three other opinions on this. The difference now from a history standpoint is that like, you know, it's trite, but neoliberalism and like globalization are kind of one culture. So if that culture gets to write this story, that worries me because it's going to be downplayed. And, you know, this is really self-aggrandizing because we don't have any listeners, but, like, one of the reasons for recording this podcast is to have a record of, like, what it was actually like and, like, no, people were not on board with this. If there's any future historian sitting out there in a fucking library or whatever just digging up, like, first-hand accounts of what this was like, we don't sign off on this. This was awful. Well, Our lives were not good. I think it's funny that you think there will be public libraries that won't be edited. Very true. That's a fair enough point. (sighs) You're very right in that assessment. And that's part of what I mean is that I'm really, I'm really worried that there's not a coherent enough. Well, we are in a new era of where things are stored. So it's not just centralized in a certain way. So like everything that's digital that has been digitized, like who the fuck cares? It can be disseminated. It's not really a thing. It's like, We've we've already as a culture lost that idea of like we found this lost thing sitting in the basement of the New York Public Library because no one went over there for a while. Right. Like we're not going to do that anymore. Well, well, we haven't we haven't quite lost that, but like the internet will 
and already is becoming increasingly centralized rather than decentralized. I mean, think about your experience on the internet in the late 90s or early 2000s versus today. I mean, most people think about your beloved Apple News, for example. You already have one layer of filter on the yeah. information that you're getting it's hard than to find you used things, to. Yeah. So there are still going to be gems that get dug up. The advantage of the decentralization, even as it gets centralized eventually, is that it will be impossible to edit all of this information. Even if somebody doesn't like what we say on Green and Lewis and a future historian can't find it in a public library, it will be findable. Yeah. Like the, there is no putting the lid back on that. I but mean, it, but it like won't live on the AWS servers anywhere. No. That's you know what I mean? That's, like that's right, but it won't be unrecoverable, you know. Yeah. Um so, you know, the message will get out there. You know, it's sort of back to the same point of this like solidarity but com- but completely subjective. Hmm. I think it's a similar idea that like the story of this era won't be written from one perspective, hopefully. The hegemonic forces will try to write one story and they will succeed in doing that but i think it will be really easily undermined by the amount of available counter information. counter information yeah well yeah. i mean like if you read like every time i just at this point open up the headlines of new york magazine for shits and giggles because like the things that are said are just like that's patently false but that's you are an old journalist point of view like it's you are 55 and somehow have a career but everyone knows you suck Right. Like uh, Jonathan Chait. Yeah. Like who who deemed you like Well, you know what someone of a position of power. It's like I don't understand. You know what did is just inertia. I mean, yeah. think about the number of figures in politics and media and arts. You could you could go down the whole laundry list of any genre or category and all of the people in power have been the same people in power for the last 30 or 40 years, give or take. Well, if they're and, like Harvey Weinstein, they're going to get COVID and uh, kick it. <laughs> they're going to take their little tennis ball, little uh, oh, walker, man. and uh, tip over. <laughs> they're going to cough and tip over, and then they're going to be like... Mm. Mm, R.I.P. to a real one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to go out on that? <laughs> no, I want to go out on... I, I just you know want to remind everyone, at the end of the day, be kind of grocery stores and to anyone delivering you liquor or board games um because we don't want to ultimately end in this kind of world which is this is sparta (laughs) oh man i would love to live in sparta so would i three ooh, 300 greasy men should i do this to myself just real quick just cancel myself (laughs) (laughs) all right right. that's a good place to stop bye everybody